0: Welcome to The Prime of Our Lives, a podcast about navigating expat life and pop culture in our 30s. I'm Katie Logan. And I'm Polly Kwok.
1: Hi, Katie. How are you? I'm good,
0: Polly. How are you?
1: Good. Um, I know I say this a lot, but you inspire me to cook different things recently and I just made a beef brisket curry
0: oh yum
1: yeah uh, we made a masaman in the instant pot and it was so
0: good I've never made a masaman curry at home well we buy
1: the spice paste thing and it comes yeah. in a big jar so you know there's no way we'd use it in one go unless you were making enough curry for like 20 people or more yeah Um, We just keep it in the fridge, but it's like the easiest one, I think, because it's usually just onions, beef, and maybe potatoes. Yeah. All right. So this week, we are talking about our Descendants of the Sun recap, because we've both finally finished it, and we are talking with Ashley about the crown and the royal family and we also have a katie book corner segment yeah Yeah. it's a good episode it is um keep listening so um katie what uh pop culture item is in its prime for you right now
0: so i was thinking about this and i'm going to have to cheat a little bit because i just really have no other answer except for the crown (laughs) (laughs) I have just fully binged The Crown in the last week. And each episode is a full hour, so it's a commitment to get through yeah. 10 episodes. And my husband was actually really into it too, so we were watching it together, which is good. Yeah. Um and yeah, that has been it for me and we're going to talk about it more later. So
1: cool. Um. Yeah, it can be quite all-consuming, and I feel like all the news because every time a new season comes out, there's so much like headlines about it. You know, yeah. your usual royal papers kind of go crazy. So I find that a lot of my, uh, I mean, my news algorithm is all messed up. But <laughs> yeah, a lot, I get a lot of like, you know, so and so responded to this, or Diana's brother responded and said yeah. this. <laughs> So, yeah, we'll chat about it more later.
0: Cool. What's been in its prime for you this week?
1: Well, I am going with another non-Korean TV show, and it is Sweet Magnolias.
0: Ooh, what's that?
1: So it is about three friends in their kind of mid to late 30s um, that live in a small town called Serenity. Uh, <laughs> and it gives me Gilmore Girl vibes.
0: Oh, that's nice.
1: Like obviously, none of the talk really fast situation yeah. um that Laura Lyon is kind of known for, but you do have, you know, someone who's a chef, and sh- the girl who's a chef is from Drop Dead Divas. I don't know if you've ever seen it.
0: Is that a movie?
1: It's a TV series and okay. it has so many seasons and it was this very random, like, this was back when I was in Vancouver and my friend was like, have you seen Drop Dead Diva? I'm like, no, what is that? And he was telling me the premise where it's like this woman, I think, who dies but comes back to life and then has a guardian angel who follows her around. So it's like a kind of sitcom comedy thing, but it okay. like goes on for so many seasons I, cle- I feel
0: like I've like, I feel like I can picture what the TV show or the cover kind of looks like. And like, yeah. it sounds vaguely familiar, but yeah.
1: Yeah. So the one of the people is in that. Um, Britney Spears' sister is in it.
0: Oh, Jamie Lynn. Yeah.
1: I like saw her on their show. I'm like, that looks like Britney Spears' sister. And then I Googled it. I'm like, there it is.
0: Wow. I didn't know she was acting. <laughs> she's always acted um, Remember she was in that Nickelodeon show And then she got pregnant
1: Yeah, I thought she was like just You know, being the custodian of Britney's estate And that was all
0: she's doing right now Yeah, I didn't know she'd gone back to it either Yeah, so wow.
1: Yeah, it's actually surprisingly Yeah, really nice It's kind of got that Yeah, Gilmore Girls vibe um, And it kind of ended on a big cliffhanger so it'll be interesting to see what season two holds. So if you kind of want a, like, pretty chill. I, like, binged it. I don't know how. I guess I was just, yeah. It was one of those, like, I think it sounds terrible. And like, I've see, heard this term around recently around, like, amb- ambient TV. Yes. Like, things you just put on. I feel like this is, obviously, it's good to watch. But I feel like you could also just have it on the background. Like, it's oh. not... You know, crazy. Yeah. yeah.
0: I've actually been like looking for a show like that because obviously I, I watch a lot of K dramas and I enjoy those, but because you have to read the subtitles, it's not yeah. something you can have on in the background.
1: Yeah. I think I prefer yeah. this show to have in the background versus I usually do like the reality, like the competition shows like mm. um, Sugar Rush or the sing off one in the background. Yeah. But yeah, I find I'm getting a bit annoyed of those. Because it's so, like, every episode is the same, essentially. With yeah, different when you people. watch so
0: many in a row. Yeah. You're like,
1: oh. <laughs> I'm like, what episode am I? Like, I've fallen asleep. It's so ambient that when I watch those, <laughs> I've fallen asleep before. <laughs> anyway, so, um, yeah. So a non-Korean drama recommendation. However, speaking of Korean dramas, while we're on the topic, we're entering the How are You, Connor. do do so, we finally both finished Descendants.
0: Yes, it took us a while, didn't it?
1: Yeah, it well, did. It took me a while. <laughs> Although I feel like I didn't really get into it until like maybe halfway point.
0: Yeah. So, I for me I was kind of the opposite. I got really into it. I watched the first half and then I think I got distracted with like life stuff and had to come back to it.
1: Yeah. Let's briefly recap the plot of this series for people who are not watching it with us.
0: And people should know, because we've finished it now, there are going to be spoilers.
1: Yes. And everything we say is our opinion, so if you really like one of the characters, you know, good for you. (laughs) (laughs) Not that we didn't like any of the characters, let's be honest. Um, Okay, yeah, Katie, do you want to give a recap of the premise? Sure,
0: sure. So the... Main premise is a soldier, a special forces soldier, who falls in love with a doctor. Um, And then it's kind of this interesting, like, comparison of their professions. Um, She struggles with the fact that he's a soldier and he kills people, and she's a doctor and she saves people. Um, And I think there are a lot of parallels throughout about, like, you know, it's a calling to be a doctor. It's also kind of a calling to serve your country, As your career, uh, but there's lots and lots of drama for this, for these (laughs) star-crossed lovers at the heart of the show. And as with any Korean drama, there's a um, second lead love story. So there's another soldier who's in love with another doctor, but in that case, the doctor is also a military doctor.
1: Yeah. And most of the series, weirdly enough, is set not in Korea. But in a fictional country called Uruk. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Uruk. Yes. Uruk is a Balkan country. So they're doing um like as Polly said, for most of the series, they're kind of on a humanitarian mission to this country, um and you know the doctor characters are there on a medical mission and the soldiers are there uh, as like UN peacekeeping force, and yeah that that is where a lot of the drama takes place. But then in the second half, they do go back to Korea, uh, but the drama continues for them.
1: Yeah, exactly. Endless drama awaits. So
0: much drama. I mean, my first, like, my first thought as it was going on, it was like, there's definitely Grey's Anatomy vibes. Um, yeah. Even some of, like, the surgery scenes are, mm. like, it could be Grey's Anatomy. Um, but it's like, 16 episodes of Grey's Anatomy Tragedies (laughs) condensed into one (laughs) 16-episode Korean show.
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah, I I totally get what you mean. I do see, it's, the main character feels very Meredith Grey to me.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, And especially, like, her kind of personal, kind of, you know, has her walls up and, you know, trying to balance, like, personal life and work life and... Yeah. Yeah.
0: But there's, like, so they're in a war zone, then there's an earthquake, then, like, buildings collapse, then she gets kidnapped, then they go back to Korea, and then he goes on mission, and it's just, like, drama after drama after drama. And there's an
1: infectious disease outbreak. Oh,
0: yes, the pandemic. I was like, what? This took a turn. Yes. Oh, yeah. That was the other thing. Oh, my gosh. So random.
1: So random. You're right. But these random things are very much like Grey's Anatomy as well. Yeah. (laughs) Because these things
0: happen. (laughs) Yeah. And it's just like, bam, bam, bam. Like every episode, there's a new thing. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I really thought I was going to end on episode 12. Like, I feel like the kind of finish the arc and you know develop the characters and I just wasn't sure where they were going to take it but as you say because of all these random surprise things it's almost like it was almost like there's different parts of a series combined in one
0: yeah I, I don't can know see
1: that yeah Um, I mean, I think,
0: so the other series that I had just finished was um, What's Wrong with Secretary Kim. And mm. so I was definitely burned by that, because I've talked on the podcast about how hard it was for me to finish that one. Um, And so I kind of had the same thought at, like, episode 13. I was like, oh, gosh, is this going to be, is this going to drag out, or are they going to plan a wedding for three episodes, and, like, it's going to be so boring. It was definitely not boring.
1: No. It was a good series overall.
0: I really Um, enjoyed
1: it. Yeah, I do. I wasn't sure how they were going to kind of build the chemistry between the two. Because even in the first few episodes, you're like, oh, I could see the flirting. You could see, you know, they're kind of meant to be. And you're like, how are they going to keep that going for 16 episodes? But they did. Yeah. And I actually found the second couple love story really annoying at first. Because I feel like it was just, (laughs) it's just like, oh, hug me. Don't hug me. Like... Why aren't you talking to me? Like, it was just very a very odd dynamic. And then as you get to know them more, I actually really like their love story.
0: Me too. Oh, I'm glad you got there in the yeah, end.
1: Yeah, I did get there.
0: Yeah, I know. I remember you telling me at the beginning that you didn't really get it and you didn't like them. And I I did. Um, yeah. So I'm glad, I'm glad you came here. I think the
1: outbreak was the turning point for that couple oh, for me.
0: So sweet.
1: I mean, it's also very real because of us being in an pandemic at the moment and yeah. some of their infection control is a bit you know you shouldn't be hugging people um you know oh i'm in isolation but i'm going to give you a hug but then once i give you a hug i don't have to be in isolation yeah like how does that work <laughs> does not work in covid terms let let me tell you he's a close contact um yeah but yeah and i guess the other thing i wanted to mention is shinies lead
0: leader oh my gosh yes he's the leader yeah so how do you say his stage name on 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 Anu?
1: i don't know i don't Onu. know how is it yeah i didn't even realize he was in shiny i just because claudia told me he was um a k-pop person so i was like oh just a k-pop person and you're like oh it's shiny i was like Oh, yeah. and now I see, every time I see a shiny video on YouTube, I can't <laughs> unsee him as this, like, rookie surgeon doctor person.
0: And his singing voice is so different than his talking voice in this. Yeah,
1: so different. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I mean, he hasn't starred,
1: I don't know, has he starred in any other drama since this role? I think
0: he's maybe been in another one. Um okay. I don't know. All the shiny guys have done their military service recently, haven't they?
1: Yes. So shiny did. is reunited.
0: Yes, shiny back together. <laughs> I'm sure Claudia is so happy. Yeah.
1: <laughs> before Taman goes for military service, yeah. 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 Um.
0: So back to the main couple. So I we've talked about them before on the show. Um. But the main actors in the show are. Song Junki ki and Song Hye-kyo um, and they were a real life couple after filming the show together and something else that I thought was interesting was this was Song Junki's kis um, first role after his military discharge oh no way yeah so he had like really just finished his military service when he started filming this um, show so he was um, he had that experience really fresh in his mind
1: I mean he was believable. Yeah, his military role, and it was maybe it's a bit like Hyun Bin and Crash Landing, in that we felt like they were, like, I guess emulating that military character vibe very well. Yeah, I mean, and and a military show in Korea can't be complete without a North Korean component to it. Oh no,
0: of course. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So would you recommend Descendants of the Sun? Yes,
1: I think I would. It is definitely, obviously there's some more kind of heavy moments and heavier topics, but I actually felt like it was quite light. Like I thought it would be heavier than it was.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um,
1: I mean, the main character, she's so pretty. She's so pretty. Every scene I'm like, oh, she's so pretty. I was Um, yelling
0: um, with Mickey. I was like, how is she this pretty when she cries? (laughs) Like...
1: Yeah. She's
0: the prettiest car I've ever she's seen. she's so cute.
1: Um, yeah. And he's obviously very handsome as well. So I think yeah. that definitely, I mean, any series with a handsome lead and a very pretty gal is, um, yeah, very and easy to
0: watch. He's super charming. So he's really cute, really charming, like super charismatic. And obviously their chemistry is off the charts. Like it's so fun to watch them. I think that's what part of what makes it feel so liked. It's like, it's really fun to watch them.
1: Yeah. So I would definitely recommend it. It was not a waste of 16 hours plus of my time. It was very enjoyable.
0: Good rating for me, Descendants of the Sun. Really enjoyed it. Really recommend it. And that's been Hallyu Corner. Okay. So to carry on with our tradition here at Prime of Our Lives, this week we have a guest on to talk about a show that has been capturing the attention of most of the world lately, The Crown. So please give a warm welcome to Ashley Hannum. Woo! Welcome. (laughs) Thank you. Hi. Hi, Ashley. Thanks for joining us.
2: Absolutely. Thanks for having me on. This
0: is very exciting. So Ashley is my friend from home. So she is based in Indiana. Mm
2: -hmm. I sure am. We met in college.
0: We did. Is there a story there? Yeah, did, you, actually, did you bump into
1: her and be like, oh, we should be friends? meet
2: cute? Yeah, you're a good meet cute. So, it's a good meet cute. Yeah, so, one of my other friends and I decided we wanted to. This was, we're, I was a year older. So, I was um, a sophomore when Katie was a freshman. And my, one of my friends and I decided that we wanted to try out uh, intramural tennis. Neither of us had ever played tennis, like literally ever in our lives, like never once. Um, and I had watched it a lot on TV, so I fancied myself like at least amateur <laughs> tennis player. Uh, so we signed up for I am Tennis and played against Katie and another friend of hers, and where it was abysmal. Like I don't think my racket ever actually <laughs> hit a ball. But I think we had a the really game was
0: fast, but yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah, it was not good the game. But we had a really great time talking and just making fun of. Basically, my friend and I, and we, I don't know, struck up our friendship from there.
1: Oh, yeah. that's lovely. It's a good yeah. meet you, right? It is it really was. Yeah, yeah. Because some people you kind of meet and then you become friends, and you're like, "How did we meet again? Like, how did it? You know what I mean? It's not as like a clear pinpoint moment." No, so. this was
2: a not like friend of a friend who we like hung out once at a party and then became yeah. friends. It was like. We play tennis together and after that we're like okay so now we're best friends all right good yeah <laughs> <out. laughs>
0: it's like truly the dream when you're like I'm gonna sign up for all these activities and that's how I'm gonna make friends and like it usually <laughs> doesn't work
2: it's literally never worked for me since I don't think
0: <laughs> <laughs> but that one time it worked really well so you know and worth it <laughs> I would try a million more activities to meet you Ashley so Aww, worth thanks, it sweetie. yeah agreed. <laughs> Okay, so to start with, um, let's do our traditional rapid-fire get-to-know-you questions. Um, they'll be very random. I'll ask you a few. Polly will ask you a few. Fabulous. Okay, I will go first. So my first question is margarita or piña colada?
2: Uh, margarita. Easy. Margarita, not frozen. So on the rocks with salt.
0: Nice. Um.
1: Another food question in the theme of Thanksgiving: favorite pie, savory or sweet?
2: Sweet. I, mean, I, don't, I don't. I mean, I guess I like a chicken pot pie, but give me like a good deep dish apple pie any day.
1: Very good. With ice cream so or funny. without?
2: No ice cream for me. I know I'm. Ooh, I'm weird in that one. Pie it's purist. Co- it's controversial. I am. I'm a pie purist. My household disagrees with me wholeheartedly, but I'm gonna stick to the stick to the plain pie
1: nice
0: i think you were getting a 10 out of 10 on the midwestern radar here actually (laughs) apple pie apple pie and margarita chicken pot pie (laughs) margarita apple pie great
1: i'm just playing my part here
0: do you want to do one more Polly?
1: yeah i can do one more um what it's hard question for me but maybe not as hard for you what's your favorite board game
2: Okay, easy right now. We're playing a lot of Disney villainous. Have you guys played this? No. It's a game where you play as Disney villains, and every player has its own objectives that somehow ties into their Disney storyline. So, like, uh, Hades is trying to capture Titan or free all of the Titans, but, like, you can play to, like stop him you can play like zeus and he traps all the titans and whatever but so all the characters have different objectives and you can play as two people which is um kind of rare i think to find a board game that's entertaining with just two players and especially living in like pseudo quarantine that has been we've played it a lot
0: that sounds
1: great that sounds great yeah i Not feel like the villains board game, but... don't get enough you know time in the spotlight anyway
2: it's a fun one. They also have a, a Marvel version of it, but I've never played that.
1: Both of those sound good. Yeah. I recommend. 10 out of 10. You're so right about the two-player thing. I mean, we played Game of Life and it went really quickly.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's hard. We've got a handful that Like, we, we've been playing Pandemic, too. I don't know if that's, like, <laughs> we today do or not. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Uh, but those are, like, a, the two that we actually find entertaining with just, with just two people.
0: So we've told the story of how we met, Ashley, and now we've done these get-to-know-you questions, so our listeners have a vibe for who you are. Perfect. (laughs) Which is like Midwestern and Disney villains. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So the other story that I for sure wanted to tell our listeners about... From our long and varied history as friends, Ashley, is what I consider one of our triumphs, which was <laughs> our radio show <laughs> for the royal wedding.
2: It was amazing.
0: Yeah. Was so some of the
2: best radio I think to ever come out of Greencastle, Indiana. <laughs> <laughs> it was really it was really inspired. I think it was one of the only times that I actually spoke during the entire time we did a radio show that I actually spoke on the air because it was very intimidating to me. <laughs>
0: Yeah. So I guess some like important context for our listeners about this radio show. Um, our university had a radio station, a student-run radio station, that I think is like pretty well regarded as like a decent student radio station. We've got a good communications program. And yeah, so students were able to participate. You could do a radio show. It was a 24 hour radio station. So you would Maybe get like a middle of the night show. The primary listenership for the radio station is the prison in Greencastle, India. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so they particularly really? loved, loved our yeah. show, I think.
0: <laughs> yeah, not a lot of like pickup by the general public um, into the student run radio show, but like, but the prison would have it on. Um, just keep that in mind as who are listeners for this <laughs> show about the royal wedding. <laughs> were that Ashley and I did. So this was in 2011 for the wedding of Kate Middleton and Prince William. What were some of the things we did on that show, Ashley?
2: I think we played the, like, the wedding hadn't happened yet. So I think we played a lot of these, like, rumored, like, here's what I think they're going to walk down the aisle to. And, like, (laughs) like playing, like, classical music that I'm sure, again, the prisoners were... (laughs) super into um i played some space girls because victoria beckham yes. was going to the wedding yeah um
0: we wow. definitely we tried did. to guess what their um titles were going to be like what, yeah we did that what duchy they were going to be given mm-hmm.
2: and what tiara she was going to wear and i think we had trivia like we had people call in to answer like how many people were expected at the wedding or like whatever the trivia questions were did and anyone you know what? call yeah my sister <laughs> <laughs> So that was our audience, the prison and my immediate family.
0: Thanks, Jen. (laughs) Classic, classic (laughs) radio show. Such a good decision.
2: It was really fun. But I think one of my other like favorite um, sort of royal wedding things is we stayed up all night and watched, like we had a royal wedding um, viewing party and we had like, we made scones and crumpets. I think we made beans and toast, like whatever, like ridiculously British, like, stereotypical breakfast food we could think of and I think no I know that was the only all-nighter I pulled throughout my entire college career was okay up to,
0: was our listeners should to, also know that Ashley's like a genius so
2: <laughs> I was book smart in college but I stayed up only once all night and it was it was for the royal wedding and I made it to my eight o'clock class the next day so
0: good times Um, Polly, you stayed up to watch the royal wedding. Yeah, we had a bigger time
1: difference because we're eight hours from the UK. So we did not make um, as many delectable British goods, but we did stay up. I think I, for some reason in my mind, I feel like I knew someone with a plate, like a royal family plate. One
0: of those like souvenir ones. Yeah.
1: And I was like, I don't know why they had it, but (laughs) yeah, there were so many rumors before that wedding, wasn't there? It was like, who's gonna, which designer she was gonna have was Pippa gonna be there um yeah. I mean Pippa totally stole the show with her fine dress Let's she that looks way. amazing
2: but I will say I got married like three or four years after that and I was like I'm gonna wear Kate Middleton's dress like that was what I went in shopping for I didn't end up buying it but it <laughs> that was like this is obviously now that I've seen this like of course, this is what I'm going to wear when I get married. So she was influential, too. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. And so many people since then have sapphire engagement rings now. Oh. Which was also... I didn't think it was as big before, but... Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, that was Diana's engagement ring. I bet um, there was an
2: uptick in sapphire engagement rings after Diana, too.
0: Yeah, Maybe.
2: should look at the Um, engagement ring trends
0: yeah would you say both of you um I mean I can go first I would say I am a royal family watcher like I'm pretty well up to date on the scuttlebutt like I enjoy the gossip I enjoy the royal family I keep an eye on it what about you guys
1: I only keep in, I think I'm in it more for the glamour and the gossip and the dramaticness. I kind of am watching The Crown, and we'll talk about it in a minute, more like a documentary. I know it's not, and I know it's dramatic, but every time I watch something, I'm like, I'm going to quickly Google that and see what's happening. Um, I just think maybe in the West, or West, in the West Coast of um, North America, I feel like people know Harry and Meghan and like you know the main character it's like watching a show you know the main characters do I know their background story not really do I know all that drama that went on if the crown was in there I would not know any of it let's hmm. put it that way but I, I know when we're in well now that we're in the UK it's some people are royalists and some people aren't it's very it's almost very dividing in some ways yeah what about you Ashley
0: I think
2: I'm kind of similar to you, Polly. Like I keep up. I I used to be a lot more into it. Like I used to follow a lot more closely and I still know, I would say more than like just the main players and I do find it all fascinating and entertaining and there's something about like an actual royal family that's still sort of just as fantastical and fairy tale even though it's real and as we've seen in the Crown, maybe not that fantastical and fairy tale-y. Um, but I think again just sort of a function of age and life moving on i don't think i i'm nearly as up to date with it as i have been at other points in my life but i'm still fascinated by it like i i find it all endlessly entertaining
0: yeah so i think that's a perfect segue into the crown which is why we've decided to have this kind of conversation about the royal family so as i've mentioned i think um Season four of The Crown has recently been released on Netflix, and as usual, when a new season of The Crown comes out, it has generated a lot of headlines, a lot of interest. It's been like, you know, most watched on Netflix for a couple of weeks uh, for me. Number one on the, you know, where they recommend, like, what are Mm -hmm. other people watching? Um, And yeah, so finally gotten around to starting season four. So I can say I'm not quite done with season four yet I've watched the first seven episodes um that's where I'm at cool I Um, tried to
1: get to episode seven I'm at I just finished four so I'm at episode five cool yeah I was like oh just yeah I'll catch up no problem and I started watching and I was like a bit too heavy for me at the moment can't Totally like fine warning this might trigger certain people I was like with that in mind I think I might not continue watching this episode
0: oh they do that on the bulimia episodes the bulimia. Yeah. I
2: found that really I found that really I don't know jarring I guess I didn't expect the warning but I'm glad it was there I guess when you yeah because it was maybe slightly less jarring when you were seeing it
0: yeah so what has just happened at the end of episode four Polly to give me an Ashley a Reminder. Um, so I think
1: this I think the Bulimia episode happened. Um in episode, I mean, spoilers for our listeners, if you've not watched it, um Thatcher's son came back. Okay. Um and I did I don't know if it was this episode or the one before, but I did watch the one about favorites, which I really liked
0: actually. Yeah, that one was so good. Yeah, that was really good. Okay. interesting. Um, so I think uh, for me, initial reaction overall to season four is I wasn't sure. You know, it was that kind of thing where like the first three seasons were good, um, but I wasn't really sure if they could maintain it or like if it could really hold my interest. Uh, but I would say like it's really good. Like I, it's definitely just as good as other seasons, and I'm enjoying it a lot.
2: I think I like this season actually better than I did the last one so far. The last one I thought it was good and entertaining, but it was not something that I like really wanted to like get back to and push play on I think this one has me a little bit more like looking forward to seeing what what happens next and it's re- the reality is it's probably the Charles Diana Camilla thing like, I want to like, yeah. know more
0: <laughs> yeah yeah Are you enjoying Polly
1: I still I'm still convinced I prefer season one too because I like that first cast better like every time I see Olivia Coleman, I can't unsee Olivia Coleman. Like she doesn't, in my mind, look like the queen. Yeah, and like all I know the mean. And I think because they picked such famous actors and actresses for some of these roles, it's so hard to like. For example, the guy who plays Philip is an Outlander, and he plays a terrible, terrible character. So every time I see him, I'm like, ooh. Yeah. I mean, not that you know. I mean, Philip isn't like a villainous character or anything. Um, Or, like, Helena Bonham Carter. Like, I love her as an actress, but it's, like, Harry Potter and, like... Yeah. It's not just... I think because in the first season, most of the actors and actresses were, like, not as... I mean, Matt Smith was, you know... He was quite famous already, but I think some of these actresses, I just felt like I could get into the story a bit more. Like, it felt more real.
2: Yeah, I yeah. I think that's a risk that shows run when they cast... It's already difficult to switch casts, like like night and day entirely new cast from one season to the next but I think shows in general run that risk all the time of like put it, like wanting to cast like well-known actors but also not wanting it to distract from the storyline and I think yeah it's a hard line to walk to I think
1: yeah because yeah. the extreme version of that is those like spoofy like royal family stories like that Will and Kate movie that oh. came out
0: the Lifetime movie the Ashley Lifetime and I movie. have watched yeah. that so much <laughs>
1: Do you know what I mean? That's how it kind of of starts getting into that area. Obviously, it's still very serious on the crown, but it just kind of makes me feel like it's a bit of a a, a spoof, kind of, in a way. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, So I wonder if, like, so the cast has changed from seasons one and two to seasons three and four, um, and I wonder if... It could have been that change in cast or it could have been, you know, growing up and like the changing of characters. Has that affected how you view the characters? Like, I I don't know if that makes sense as a question. I guess what I'm trying to say is, for example, in seasons one and two, the queen was very much like the central character. And I felt like really compelled by her story and sympathetic to her. Mm. But in seasons three, I think, and especially in this season, she's felt almost more like a minor character, like don't really care about what's happening to her anymore. Um, So, yeah, I don't know if that's just the queen during this period or if it's the actors. I don't know. What do you guys think? I
2: was just going to say, I wonder if it's a little bit more of like that first two seasons, I think, was kind of explaining, for me anyways, a lot of like how the queen got to how she is now, like the background and like what makes her her. And now like she's middle-aged in this season, like so her character's... Set, it's there. It's not as inherently interesting seeing like all the growth and things she's going through because she's kind of I mean I'm sure it's not actually true, but like from the outside it's like, well she's now the queen, she's been the queen for a hot minute and this is just who she is. Whereas other people have maybe more I don't know interesting things going on in their lives. Yeah. Like
0: it's hard to get Which more of the characters than, like, is um really interesting you this season, Ashley.
2: I think uh Margaret obviously is has a lot a lot going on and she I think she's a really interesting, like multifaceted character the way they're doing. It. I think honestly the crown does a really good job at making everybody seem human, you know? Like yeah. everybody seems like even even the people that are supposed to be like the villains or the, you know, black sheep of the family or whatever seem relatable and I think they've like I love the way they've portrayed Charles and maybe not Camilla hasn't really seen come off really really great I guess so far but I like how it's easy to villainize him and to make Diana like a saint in this story and I think they've done a really good job at playing it more I don't know more nuanced I guess and making it not so black and white
0: yeah what do you think Polly
1: I was gonna say I think I almost feel like the queen as a character has kind of changed a bit because I think first two seasons she was very like stone face because of different actress and maybe it's my bias but then this these two seasons i feel like because olivia coleman kind of is like her stone face is like a frown mm. so i kind of feel like she she seems like she's just disappointed or unhappy the whole time when she's not making a face and then every time she interacts with thatcher she almost seems like more i don't know comical like ooh, let me guess your cabinet and I don't ever feel like she was really quite like that um, in pre, maybe I don't remember it as well, but maybe every time they've had their interaction with prime ministers, it just felt very serious. And maybe they're trying to do something different with every prime minister. I don't know, but I don't know. It feels I don't yeah. know if I, she, like, I think um, Margaret feels consistent. Like yeah. the dimensions mm-hmm. to Margaret seems consistent to me. And you, yeah. I think they do bring it out with, you know, her, you know, before the wedding and her making that statement, like, let's not do this again, kind of thing. Ugh. And then in another scene where, you know, she's like, oh, this is the protocol. This is what we do, kind of thing. And you can see her kind of battle it from both sides, which is very consistent with her characters throughout. Um, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: And it- there's another Margaret-centric episode later on, Polly. I think it's episode seven. I really um, like the Margaret-centric episodes. Yeah. Like, I How feel like that like-
1: could be a whole show. Just Margaret. Yeah, I agree.
2: I think it's I really think Margaret would people agree. don't talk about. Yeah, Margaret, <laughs> the way that at least they're making her out in the crown. I agree. I think that one of the super, like, heartbreaking things when she was, like, going to her family wanting, like, support to, like, publicly, like, be like, we are disavowing her husband at the time and, like, he's whatever. And her whole family's like, no, we like him better than you. Like, suck it up. And that was just, like, really sad. I don't know. Yeah. I felt
0: just traumatized that, I mean, for her. Yeah. I think it's
2: interesting to think about too, like how they keep making these, you know, quote unquote same mistakes about how they're dictating like who you can marry and who you can't and whatever. But honestly, that's been going on for centuries and centuries and centuries. It's just now I think the public nature of everything, how you can't have like, yeah, 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 you got to marry this person. You can have whatever mistresses you want. Like you can do whatever you need to do to make you happy, but this is who we got to marry for the, you know, politics and for the, you know, alliances and all that, like scheming, which isn't really as obviously is important these days but the fact now that like you can't have all these like other relationships that are are just not out in the open and you can't you can't have all the the secret romances and things that you could do for centuries before so I think that kind of makes it makes what has worked you know generation to generation to generation to generation it's how it's always been suddenly not a productive formula anymore and maybe they are struggling to figure out what that needs to look like
0: now yeah in the Charles and Diana wedding episode maybe didn't they say it was the first time that an heir to the throne had married an English woman in like a certain number of centuries
1: I don't remember that I didn't I didn't catch that yeah I didn't catch that either
0: I think it maybe was like an end note or maybe I was googling afterwards Um, right and you know maybe the first time in like 300 years That the heir to the throne had married a woman from England.
2: As opposed to somebody from some other court to make some sort of statement or alliance. Yeah. Wow, that's crazy.
0: Yeah. Let alone, you know, then his son, William, married not only an English woman, but a commoner. Mm -hmm. So even that, it's like progressing leaps and bounds um, and changing really quickly in generation to generation. Um, But yeah, when you see. Even even somebody's dramatization or thinking about how something might have gone down. It's really, ooh, seems like a toxic family.
1: Well, I was going to ask whether you think the show pup, Because there's that scene with Prince Andrew.
0: You know, yes. the favorites
1: episode. Where he's supposedly the Queen's favorite according to the Crown.
0: And known... Like, I knew that he was the Queen's favorite.
1: And, you know, him talking about a racy movie with young girls in it, was that a, I don't know, given what's happened with Prince Andrew and is that a little kind of snippet of linking reality with the show? I don't know. Because they could have chosen any other conversation. It didn't have to be about, you know, him being, yeah, really into this girl who is in a racy movie.
2: I can't wait to see like I don't know if they'll ever the crown will ever get to like modern like now But obviously they're not gonna like go past the present like further than the present but like I can't (laughs) wait to see I want to see Meghan Markle I want to see like I want to see how they handle all of this even like the Will and Kate like scandals that have come out in the past you know several years like I I want to watch that season and also I volunteer to play Kate Middleton (laughs) I can see it call me Netflix I've never acted a day in my life, but it's,
0: it's fine. I'll be Sophie Wessex, and then we can be friends. <laughs>
2: That'll be great.
0: Um, no, I agree, and I think the reason I knew the queen or that Andrew was the queen's favorite is because a lot of people have suggested that the reason why he hasn't been, you know, fully stripped of titles and exiled abroad um, is because he is the queen's favorite. Interesting. So she would never do that to him. Yeah. But Charles might when yeah, Charles right, becomes exactly. king.
2: Yeah. Or it'll be old news by then.
0: Yeah. But yeah. I thought I thought the same thing, Polly, when they mentioned that. I was like, Oh, is that just like a convenient foreshadowing of of the situation?
1: Yeah. I mean, Princess Anne is still my favorite royal.
0: She's so cool. So cool. I love her. I, I mean,
1: love her. The actress who plays her is like—I mean, I don't know how. Like I said, I am almost watching it like I'm watching a documentary, thinking it's real. <laughs> I yeah. wonder if she's actually like that real life, and if she is, that's really cool.
0: I think I think for some figures in the royal family, the crown has really transformed their image in a positive way. Yeah, like Princess Margaret and Princess Anne. Um, Princess Anne was on the cover of Vogue last year. Was she never is she really? Yeah.
2: I, guess I, miss that. I think it
0: was Vogue. She was on the cover of of a like fashion magazine. Um, it was. It would have been a British one, Ashley. Maybe why you missed it. Um, yeah, yeah, which never I would follow have happened. American Vogue really
2: closely. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think other figures in the royal family have felt a hit from this. Obviously, there's the this season is particularly hard for Charles. Um, yeah. 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 It's just rehashing.
2: I, I think they've done a great job, though. Like he doesn't look great in this, like in the crown. But I don't think he comes across as completely unsympathetic, right? It's not like, it's not like he was has all these bad intentions, and that Diana was this. I mean, she is obviously largely a vic, mostly a victim in this situation. But like, but it's not like. Diana, at least the way they're showing it in the crown, she met this guy like two or three times and willingly entered into a marriage forever because she wanted to be queen. Like,
1: yeah,
2: there's there's I think they do a good job, in my opinion. And maybe it's because I'm like Team Camilla and like always have been. So maybe I'm like, yeah, this is great. I don't understand the problem here. (laughs) But, (laughs) But I do think they've done a decent job at making everybody seem human, like and not like making Diana seem like this perfect saint and Charles be this, like, you know, uber villain. Like, I think they've done a good job at making the situation more nuanced and relatable, maybe.
0: Yeah.
1: I was going to say, in that episode where Diana does really well at um, Balmoral, um, I was kind of thinking they're drawing parallels between Diana and the stag. Am I reading into it too much? Where it's like, it's a prize stag that was Mm -hmm. already injured and then everyone wanted it and hunted it and obviously she was involved Am I I reading into it too much? But like, obviously, this smarter
2: than me. I don't know.
1: I like that. (laughs) Like the stag obviously dies, and we know, you know.
0: Wow. Again, I don't know. I do. We know if that is truly what happened on her visit to Balmoral. Like, was there a stag hunting, or was it added as like a metaphor? (laughs) I
2: don't know. Like, I I guess that's what I want to know. Like, how much of this is based off of some sort of at least inkling, like kernel of truth that somebody said once upon a time, and how much of it is just complete fantasy because the like the amount of attention that went into that like stag hunt in my mind it's like well of course some some part of that had to have happened right no yeah. i have no no reason to believe yeah that i'm
1: with it. you actually i'm like surely she must have passed the balmoral tests i love it you yeah, know it has
2: to be a real thing yeah i you
1: mean there what? were other non-royal people involved in that story right the neighbor right, yes. the neighbor could have told the, the crown people and right, be like exactly. look there was this stag that went over to theirs and then Who knows?
2: Yeah, I feel like there has to be some kernel of truth to most of this, right? Yeah.
0: I think our listeners probably share our curiosity. And listeners, what you can do is recommend this podcast to your friends. Because if we increase our listenership, you know, we can have the producers of The Crown on. And we can ask them directly. Yes.
2: You know what, guys? Your success is really all of our success. That's what yep. I think.
0: <laughs> yeah. We will get you your answers if you
1: get us our listens. So when the next season gets released, Ashley, we'll have you back and the producers of The Crown. Yes. Perfect. Gosh, yeah. I
2: can't wait. I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll make sure that I do my part to promote this so that we can make that happen.
1: Yeah, <laughs> okay. and it's a perfect opportunity to plug your Kate Middleton casting choice. Exactly. You know exactly, what? That's Let's aim for likely. the stars.
0: Let's get Kate on.
2: Okay, yeah she likely. does do
0: podcasts
1: to she be doesn't. fair
2: we don't even have to talk about the crown if that's taboo we can just talk to kate <laughs> about literally anything under the sun and i would be i would be if you guys did that and didn't invite me katie that would be a like a harm to our
1: friendship just so you know <laughs> the me <meet> cute over <laughs> i know
2: it was it no longer cute
1: yeah <laughs> so speaking of things that are cute um ashley could you tell us about one thing that you're watching or reading right now that you're really into that you would recommend to our listeners
2: so, yeah so i am watching the mandalorian on disney plus as it comes out it's one of those mean shows that releases one episode at a time so you can't oh. like you can't sit and binge i one thing i love about that is that it forces That more like communal watching of the show, at least in the normal times when you're actually like in an office. For me, like it was really great on like Mondays to come in and be like, okay, we all just watched like, you know, Thrones or whatever. And to have that like one episode at a time, we're all on the same page. So that's how Mandalorian is releasing. It's on Disney Plus. I am a big Star Wars fan. (laughs) So, any way for me to get a little bit of Star Wars fix, well, within reason anyway, is is great to me. And I think it's really, really well done. I have qualms with some of the storyline. Do either of you guys watch this?
1: Yes, I'm caught up. I was going to okay. ask you whether, I can't tell because I don't watch it regularly because there's not that many episodes on there, whether it's done now or whether there's weekly episodes or... It's weekly
2: episodes. So I think there's eight or 10, I don't remember. If, but um, So it's not done for the season. But season two is, is out now. Um, and I, I, I love so much of it. Parts of it frustrate me. Because yeah. They, it's like every episode is like a side, like adventure, right? Like, okay, this week we're going here and doing this thing. And then it like, maybe we'll inch forward the main, like baby Yoda storyline. But yeah, sometimes you go episodes without having any advancement in that. And that's frustrating to me. It kind of reads like a video game. Like, I think that maybe mm. this was developed to be a video game initially, like the storyline. Like, you know, you go here, you meet this character, this character will help you, but first you have to do this side mission for this character and whatever. That's so true. it reads like a video game. And this is coming from someone who's not a big gamer, but it reads like a video game to me. But the I think it's just the cinematography is great. It's so refreshing to have Star Wars again that is just well done. Like, and not like, there are some cheesy moments and some things that make you kind of roll your eyes, but that's always been the case with with star wars so it kind of hits the hits the nostalgia for me and feels like good kind of gritty star wars even if the story gets a little slow sometimes and baby yoda is real cute
0: real cute i agree
2: so katie why are you not watching
0: i do not have disney plus
1: katie why do you (laughs) yeah i'm surprised you don't have disney plus
0: yeah i don't um and now, but now that there's the Taylor Swift folklore documentary on Disney Plus, that's going to be what does it? It's not it.
2: Star Wars Suite. It's not Mandalorian. It's folklore. <laughs> I mean,
0: I approach Star Wars from a slightly <laughs> different angle than you, Ashley. Like you didn't like um, the Kylo Ray. What is what is their ship name? Raylo. Raylo. Raylo.
1: Yeah. I don't really like them either.
0: Oh, I mean, I'm was, such a Raylo shipper.
2: I I didn't hate it as much as I think a lot of like Star Wars. I just I I hated the whatever the, the second one of the prequel tri- or the sequel trilogy whatever oh, I, I love the second it out. one the best oh my gosh attack of terrible? the clones no of the no, sorry no. of the um not oh the prequels, of the new the stuff um, yeah, yeah, yeah okay uh the Skywalker um Last
1: whatever Skywalker? I don't whatever. Force, I awakens?
2: I, no, the force awakens no was force awakens was the first one it was fine I I hated it I hated it with every fiber of my being, I hated it. So. I
1: like, like it. I actually like okay. the um side, I like Rogue One the Rogue most. Rogue One is a
2: fabulous movie. Of I the think,
1: new. I mean, I Ashley and I, same personality <laughs> type. We both like Mandalorian. We both want the crown to be real. Like.
2: <laughs> yeah. I think that this is. We're, we're on the same, same wavelength Yeah.
0: <laughs> and no, all I our think listeners so. can see the exact type of person I hang out with. <laughs>
2: Have you, you, have you seen Rogue One though, Katie? No. What? Oh
0: my god. You guys, my okay. husband, like, I need someone who enjoys my obsessions. Like, Mickey, you don't have to be i be obsessed can't...
2: with it. Just watch it. I yeah. know that's weird He falls to you. asleep. I know that's like like not something He never seen that you Star Wars. Well.
0: He's never seen Star Wars. Okay. What? Well, all right.
2: As soon as this weird global pandemic is over and you guys are settled into your new place, I'm going to hop on a plane. Might not even <laughs> bring my husband. We're going to sit down. I'll bring my Disney Plus login and we're going to watch all of the Star Wars in a Love weekend. Maybe perfect. a week. We'll give ourselves some breaks for like doing other things, but yeah. And Rogue One. Sounds I good. think Rogue One is my favorite of the anything that's been released since the original trilogy. It's way up there anyway.
1: Yeah, I agree. That and yeah, The Force Awakens wasn't bad, but the newer I think this they're veering almost into the cheesiness of the prequels, like Hayden yeah. Christensen era remember those
2: full disclosure i had a huge mega crush on hayden christensen in like what high school or whenever this came out he was in retrospect he's a terrible like it was none of that was good none of it was good i know but but at the time he's very he's very pretty like i will still look back and be like he is a good looking man
0: so
1: what is he up to he has a kid with um summer no from the oc um, wait no, rachel um, yeah yes
2: yeah, yeah yeah that's it rachel oh. um,
1: rachel not summer rachel sorry Wilson. rachel, rachel, rachel Wilson. Wilson. that's
0: it yeah. yeah that's right
1: yes i know you were thinking late and meester weren't you yes
0: i was thinking adam brody and Leighton meester yeah
1: yeah i get the mixed stuff a bit but yeah
0: yeah but they're divorced
1: yeah. now i think or something i think
2: <gasps> i don't i don't know i don't keep up i can't he's keep still up, attractive yeah. those movies are still terrible Yeah. It's Mandalorian. That That was my that's my long answer is that I'm I'm still into I don't binge, I don't watch a ton of TV. Just busy, busy working mom life. But I we do find the time. And that's something that Mitch and I both like and that's kind of
1: That's the other thing. It's really hard to find mutual like husband wife watch at the moment. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Sci fi is where we meet in the middle. (laughs) I agree, actually.
0: Mickey doesn't do sci fi. Because it's not believable. Also, why he doesn't do musicals. How and why did I marry this man?
2: I don't know. You know what? Mitch just sat and watched all of Hamilton with me like three times. Like just sat down and watched it. And Hamilton's on Disney Plus. Katie!
0: Mickey likes Hamilton. Yeah. I'll get Disney Plus. Don't worry. Thank you. (laughs) Okay. So Ashley, I know there's one other thing that has been in its prime for you lately, and that is a book. So I'm going to have you as a special guest on our next segment, which is Katie's book corner. Yay. Yay! So Ashley, why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about what you've been reading lately?
2: Sure. I have been obsessively reading the A Court of Thorns and Roses
0: series, ACOTAR! Woo.
2: It is, okay, I can't. Akatar. I can't.
0: Akatar. Okay. Yeah. <laughs>
2: nice. Um, I. It was recommended to me by a friend um, for a vacation read, and to be perfectly honest, so there's three books, mm-hmm. and I'm on, I'm like about halfway through the third right now. Um, the first one, A Court of Thorns and Roses, I didn't enjoy. Like. My friends raved about it and I was like, "Okay, I thought the writing was a little the writing was fine. Um whatever. The writing was fine, but the storyline just wasn't there for me. So it's a retelling yeah. a ba- on the basic level, a retelling of Beauty and the Beast. The first one. Oh. Yeah, and it's n- it's you know, eventually essentially a girl ends up like being kidnapped, not really kidnapped, but ends up being held in this guy's fancy castle he's yeah. he's big and important whatever fall in love la 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 but for me the whole time I was reading it the romance I'm like why are they there's no there's no chemistry there's no banter there's no like, we're supposed to assume they're in love one day like and I think it's yeah. maybe a function of like the age at which I like I just read it so like I'm 32 I'm not reading it at like 21 or whatever. So, like, for me, I'm like, this is not real life. This is not going to last. This is these people, this is, you know, infatuation and Stockholm syndrome. I don't want to read the second one. I don't, I'm not into this. But my friends were like, you read the second one. If you hate the second one, don't even tell me because I love it. We love it so much, whatever. Yeah. And so, I'm really, I'm really glad that I had ordered the second one before I finished the first because I would not, I don't think I would have ordered it and read it. But since I already had it, I was like, all right, whatever. And oh my God. Yes. it is so good. It's so So good. It is so good. Like, I don't really want to spoil it or give too much away. But essentially, pretty early on in the book, second book, she realizes the same thing. Like, why was I in love with this guy? We like, there's nothing here. I was just looking for someone to save me. And he was there to save me. And like, she leaves his ass. Sorry, I cuss a lot. Sorry. (laughs) She leaves, she leaves them and like goes on and becomes her like, big, amazing self. And I don't know where the story's going to go. And honestly, so I'm in the third book now. And I'm reading it slower because I'm scared. <laughs> like I'm so invested and I care so much that I'm, someone's going to die or something like something's going to happen. And I just, I, I'm, I'm almost dreading it ending. Cause I just, A, I don't want it to end cause it's so good. But B, I, I'm scared.
0: So. Don't tell me, don't give anything away. Nope, nope. I'm not going to, don't worry. Um, So when I first texted Ashley and asked her to come on the podcast to talk about The Crown, she was like, oh, I don't know if I'll have time to watch The Crown because I need to finish this amazing book I'm reading. And so me being me was like, what book is it? And then I was so excited when she said that she was reading this book because, okay, so Polly and I talk about our Instagram explore pages being full of BTS memes. And mine is actually full of BTS memes and fan art of Akatar.
2: <laughs> oh my gosh, that's amazing.
0: Is there, has your worlds collided? No, 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 there's no overlap. So it'll just be like, my explore page is like BTS meme, BTS meme, BTS meme, like skincare, p- BTS meme, and then like this random, like elaborate drawing of Feyre from part <laughs> of Thorn and Roses. So
2: when did you yeah. first read this, Katie?
0: So I first read it in, I think, 2018 uh, so I was also kind of late to the game like all three books were already out when I picked it up um, and I had the exact same reaction like I read the first one and I was like I don't get it and I actually this is why fan art shows up in my Instagram page I actually googled to try to find fan art of Farah and Tamlin because I was like maybe I can like if I see somebody like drawing this I, I will like understand and like enjoy it more. And so then I kind of spoiled it for myself because there was no fan art. And I was like, what? There are two more what books. Happens? Like, how yeah. is there no? Yeah. So it goes in a different direction after the first book. Um, yeah, completely agree. The second book it's far and away. Like it could be a standalone. It's so good on its own. It's, it was so
2: good. I've so been like good. preaching the gospel like everyone I know. I'm like, have you read this book? I have a physical copy. Here, take it, read <laughs> it, and get back to me. And <laughs> it's yeah. it's it's been a while since I've read a book that I've been, like, that, like, I don't, like, I've been telling Mitch, like, I can't wait to put the kids to bed so I can go to bed and read. He's like, cool, I don't want to hang out with you either. I'm like, sorry, I don't care if I hurt your feelings right now. Like, I I need to get, I need to get back to this. And it's the good news is, though,
0: I think the fourth, there is a fourth book.
2: The fourth book is written from her, from Nesta's perspective, I think. And I
0: cannot wait.
2: Okay, so I have not I haven't finished this one yet, and I there is a there is a novella. Have you read that?
0: Yeah, the novella is shit.
2: Okay, well, so I think that's supposed to oh, prepare sorry. you for like
0: <laughs> the novella um, is but, not good. So, <laughs>
2: it's not good. The I, I haven't read it. Obviously, I haven't finished. I struggle with with POV changes. Like when I read when I read books, so I don't know if I will be able to dive into it. But I will try because I'm I will take everything I can get. I've heard she has an adult series, so this is like a. Not young adult, but this is a new adult series. And at first, she has like a, yes. an adult adult, not not like that. that sounds <laughs>
1: dirtier than I meant. But like,
0: <laughs> so there are two other series. And Polly, you're into fantasy, aren't you?
1: I am. Unfortunately, I'm not reading at the moment. But yeah,
0: I was going to ask for people up.
1: who don't really normally read fantasy. It's kind of is it easy to do? Is it I mean, the cover art reminds me of Game of Thrones. Is it that kind easy. of reading, or is it a more like no relaxed read? It's way it's, easier.
2: Yeah, it's it, honestly. So I think it's a, the genre is technically new adult, so it's not like young adult genre, but it's like their characters in their early twenties and whatever, and it's it's just a easy read, and it is a fantasy, but it's not like you don't have to get in the weeds of like different languages and different like you know you don't have to memorize all these different species and kingdoms and like there's some of that but it's a really high level like you're wearing a different kind of land and there was there's some fairies I say fairies but I almost didn't want to say that because like I want everyone to read it because it's so good it's not (laughs) like you're like living in a world of tinkerbells but
0: yeah but it's yeah I read the um a Court of Thorns and Roses series first, as well, like Ashley's doing. But the other series um, that Sarah J. Maas has done that is also a new adult series and that is also there's a massive fandom for is the Throne of Glass yeah. series. Did you like which, that? Oh, I like even better. You,
2: really? I have yes. I have been warned that I would hate it. Really? Yeah. I don't know. I'm interested because so like my friend Haley is like a really big you know Haley Katie. Yeah. That is a really big book. Like she had a she's really into books. She reads like hundreds and hundreds a year and whatever. But
0: um She didn't like she Throne read of it glass.
2: She likes it. She likes it. She thinks I will hate it. Because I err on the side of this almost being too young adult for me. I just I can't I just can't get behind the quick love. I can't. I think I'm just like at this point, time, I'm like, this is not real. There's Says not- the girl that watches The Bachelorette. So <laughs> whatever.
0: There's not quick love in Throne of Glass. <laughs> okay. I I love I love Throne of Glass and that's like a seven book series um, but it also like reads quite quickly um no I really liked it and And I haven't read read the adult book so Crescent City her new adult book series um I have it I've requested it from the library but I think there were like 40 holds on it (laughs) so I'm still waiting on mine to come through I'm gonna order I'm gonna pre-order the the Nesta book
2: tell me tell me how that is because i am, yeah. am intrigued But i do tend to struggle with with pov changes so
0: it could be that i mean wait until you get to the end of book three yeah and if you read the novella and then you might be ready for a pov change yeah. that's fair um is it yeah. one of
1: those series katie that you've read again and again
0: yeah i read it again this summer <laughs> I okay. think I, w- I I honestly
2: I'm not a big book rereader. I, there's a handful that I will reread, but I think I really want to reread at least um, a Court of thorns and roses with this one because I hated it going through it. The first yeah, time I, hate. I did not hate it. That's not true at all. But I just it was like all right, whatever, it's fine. So I kind of want to reread it, knowing what I know now, and kind of like looking at those like after this big kind of plot twist, like those nuances and like you know the foreshadowing and yeah. whatever. I kind of want to read it with this perspective in mind after I do it. I don't reread much though, so I don't know if I will, but That's exactly mind, that what I did super.
0: this summer cuz normally like I read I think a court of mist and fury, the second one. I did the thing where I read it and as soon as I finished it, I started it over. Um
2: it's so good. I would have so, had I not had the other book already like right here, so I just shut one and picked up the, Yeah.
0: <laughs> picked up the but next. My favorite book um from Throne of Glass, which I won't tell you which one it is. But on that one, like, even just the fact that I'm telling you that there is a book in that series that is my favorite one makes me want to, like, read it again tonight. Like, every time I think about it, I'm like, oh, my God, that book was so good. i just like, I need to read it again. I'm going to read it again now. That's,
2: funny. that's funny. I'm not a big rereader usually, but Harry Potter is one of the ones I can just, like, read and read and read and read. But outside of that and Jane Austen and Lord of the Rings, that's usually about it.
1: Yeah. I mean, because Ashley and I have so many things in common. I'm also not a rereader. But I have reread Harry Potter before as well. Like once? I don't. I think I all my books are in Vancouver that I own Mm because I didn't bring any of them here. But I've, yeah, really fallen out of reading. Just don't have the time. Like I like it, but it's just, yeah, I'm trying. This is my year of self-preservation. So I can take on reading, but then I just... Yeah, be juggling That's too yeah. many things. Yeah,
0: Polly has no, a lot of other hobbies that she's picked up this year. So <laughs> BTS does not count as a <laughs> <all>. hobby. <laughs> no, but like you're doing a lot of like music, and you do a lot of um, like art and paint and um, cooking and stuff as well. Yeah, There's yeah. Only so much time in the day. Yeah,
1: exactly. If I
0: didn't have to work,
1: I'd happily take up reading. <laughs>
2: That's exactly yeah. where I'm at right now. It's like, if I didn't have to do this weird thing, right? And it's like, it, it feels even more weird right now because I don't have to go to work. Like I'm working from home. So it feels, it's bananas to just like, I don't have to leave my house. I just like roll from my bed. I have two kids. So it's not like I'm I'm rolling from my bed. I'm getting my kids up and ready and dressed into school and then back. And then I'm home. So I feel like I should be able to read and maybe watch some TV, prepare dinner. But like, I'm expected to work. It's like people actually want work for me. And
0: it's... Oh, sorry. I just burped on... Weird. <laughs> like, sorry it's endearing katie yeah oh, yeah i know it's so, cute. <laughs> You're so sweet. yeah well i think that reading is something that you can't force and but it's something that i think you know when the time is right and when it will bring you joy polly i think you should give I will, I will add this
1: i will add this to my list of books that katie has recommended that i read when i I'm start sure reading wrong. again yeah it's I'm growing sure
0: a long list <laughs> no, i've I all of a sudden a started recommending either, so. lots to people so feel free to dm me on instagram if you want a recommendation i'm Perfect. happy to do that
1: and don't forget for our listeners katie's got a booktube channel i sure do called a book to go so are you gonna do more are you gonna do a book to go on a court of thorn and
0: roses um, no, cause on that channel at the moment, I like to talk about really obscure historical books. Um, so has just follow as wide me an for, um, <laughs> a book recommendation on Anglo-Saxon saints. <laughs> All right.
1: On that note, thank you so much for coming on our podcast, Ashley. It was lovely to meet Absolutely.
2: you. Absolutely. Thanks for having
1: so me. So good to have you.
0: Thanks, Ashley.
2: Absolutely. Bye friends.
1: Okay. So um, thanks for the book recommendation, Katie. I'm sure I will add this to my very long list that you have given me. Um, Should we move on to our prime goals of the week?
0: Yes, let's get it.
1: First of all, did you or did you not successfully clear your inbox this week?
0: Oh my gosh! So the fact that I made this my goal of the week put so much pressure on me. At the end of every day, I would like look at the number in my inbox and be like, "Oh gosh, like, do I need to spend time clearing this out?" <laughs> so I, I, mean, I didn't keep it to thirty, but I think I, think it's not over a hundred. That's so, good. Yeah, it's all right.
1: Yeah, I do. I do. Part of me really likes that us setting goals on the podcast makes me feel like I really have to do it and then part of me thinks oh the pressure yeah
0: (laughs) just more pressure so it's good
1: yeah on that note I didn't accomplish my task I didn't play piano every day um I did play piano a little bit this weekend but I feel like I've had such a manic week that I just needed to turn off my brain entirely so I was going to use piano as like a mindfulness and like you know Zen out, but I just needed to like shut my brain. So yeah, I just fair. watched terribly, terribly cheesy Christmas movies on Netflix. Of which I've told you already, Katie, many of them have almost the exact same plot line <laughs> with the exact same dialogue, um, but also excellent ambient TV. Yes. Yeah. And you... it's the
0: predictability that makes the Christmas movies so enjoyable. It's true.
1: I mean, it's very odd to see, I think her name is Alexa Vega from Spy Kids in a hallmarky Christmas movie as a full-grown adult. So funny. And the guy from Mean Girls. Yeah.
0: Aaron Samuels?
1: Yeah, he was in it as the male lead. I was like, this is such a throwback. Like, the people in this is like, I remember them from how How old is mean girls like fifteen years
0: now, or something crazy? Wow
1: um anyway, speaking okay. of high pressure goals, um what are you gonna do this week?
0: Well, I'm gonna keep it light um because I am moving to Italy um in a week, a week from today. Wow, but that's come around quick. yeah, it is, so I'm saying I'm going to keep it light, and my goal is to learn another language. <laughs>
1: I mean, you are already learning. Okay, I'll let you finish first.
0: Yeah, so it's Korean. Yes. Um, But basically, I'm just learning the Korean alphabet. And so my goal is just to finish learning the alphabet before I go to Italy. Nice. Yeah, so basically, I already know it. I've just got like two lessons like left in this section where I just practice like double consonants or something.
1: Right. Oh, okay. And you were telling me, how do you actually say the name of our favorite Korean actor?
0: Uh Park Young-sik. Oh. Yeah, that yeah. Isn't,
1: that's definitely not how we've been saying it.
0: No, we need to do a Park Young-sik watch update. True, true. Let's do a quick update. Okay, so exciting news, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, according to Korean media outlets... He is on his final vacation from the military, and he will be discharged without returning to his unit um, under the new COVID protocols. And his official discharge date is January fourth.
1: It's soon. It's like it's a soon. month away.
0: Yeah. So apparently, what how I read that, and anyone who knows, feel free to correct me. But how I read that is he's done with being like with his time doing military activities he's taking his last vacation and then he'll be discharged and he's not going to go back to his unit because of COVID right that's how that's how I understand that oh I see so he's on vacation
1: now from the military yeah but it's like when people kind of use up the rest of their annual leave before they change jobs kind of thing exactly
0: yeah Ah. I think so
1: Well, dream scenario, he comes back January 4th onto our screens in a military role.
0: Oh my gosh.
1: (laughs) Perfect. (gasps) It would be so good. That would be so good. PHS 2021. Yes. Yeah. It's going to be a good year. (laughs) Um, My goal of the week. I think I... I don't know what to say. Actually, I'm for once I'm a loss at loss for oh, I've got it. I'm gonna start walking around the block once every day at lunchtime.
0: Oh, nice.
1: Because I bought this giant down coat, which is yeah, it's like a I I every time I look at myself in the reflection when I'm walking by a car, I'm like, I look like i'm wearing a sleeping bag
0: it's so cute it's
1: huge (laughs) like i'm so warm wearing it but um because nowadays and i'm sure a lot of people can relate i'm just not getting outside Mm. like i have zero motivation to when it's pitch black and freezing um and so i thought even just i think this is my yoga with adrian mentality like a little goes a long way so yeah even just going around the block, yeah, it's not a lot of action, but at least I'm going outside because I, yeah, I think, I think I've heard certain people I know are able to like stay inside and they're not even on the shielding list, you know, for one week or two weeks.
0: Yeah. No, it's so not good for it's, you. It's, it's so
1: easy to do. That's the other yeah. trouble is like, if I just didn't do anything, I would never go outside either.
0: Totally.
1: So yeah, that's, that's the goal of the week uh,
0: You set such good, like, mindful goals
1: I mean, I am also not, like, uprooting my current livelihood into another country So <laughs> I kind of feel like I have the headspace to do more mindful things at the moment And you're I'm just like, taking on another language <laughs> <laughs>
0: More like distracting myself
1: Although maybe sometimes they say I think I think when you're younger, if you learn other languages, it kind of opens your mind to learning other things. So maybe like know. you learning Korean will open your mind to learn Italian better. Or, do you know what I mean? Because you're using that yeah. part of the, your brain. Plus, oh, yeah. you're well on your way to a being able to interpret um, BTSV lives, as, like oh translate it live <laughs> and watch eventually K dramas could be ambient tv for you
0: yes that is 100 that oh, is my goal
1: that would be the dream yeah 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 and on that note we will see you next time see you next week thanks for listening to the prime of our lives we'll be back next week with a new episode and in the meantime you can find us on social media i'm at the polygraph on instagram
0: And I'm at kittylogan12 on Instagram and a book to go on YouTube. Bye! Bye!